2: Thanks for joining us today for TED Speaks with your host, Ted Carew, the Positive Safety Coach. As co-host and Ted's wife, I have the added task of keeping Ted in line and laughing at his jokes, which isn't always easy. My name is Barb Carew. We are coming to you from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, home of the Brewers, Miller Beer, and the Fonz. How could it get any better than that? Our podcast focuses on sharing ideas with business owners and safety professionals to keep employees safe and families together. Our passion for keeping people safe is the reason Total Health and Safety Solutions was created. This is how Ted is able to share his 25 years of safety experience by supporting companies around the globe in their efforts to strengthen their health and safety process. Please join us in welcoming Mike Kinney. Mike, President of Safety Culture Strategies, is a BCSP Certified Safety Professional, CSP, and Certified Lead Auditor, ISO 45001, Occupational Health and Safety Management Systems, applying over 30 years of proven expertise to facilitate safety culture improvements for numerous private sector companies across the United States, as well as commercial nuclear power and Department of Energy facility programs. In addition to safety culture initiatives, topical areas of expertise include development, implementation, and validation of safety management and emergency response recovery programs, oversight and audits of facility processes, operational readiness reviews, accident investigation, root cause analysis, and conduct of operations. Mike also has extensive experience providing senior-level support to companies pursuing DOE OSHA Voluntary Protection Programs, STAR Designation, as well as ISO 9001, Quality Management Systems, Environmental Management System Certifications. In addition, he is a keynote speaker for numerous safety conferences, led a series of breakout sessions, authored dozens of articles addressing safety culture and enhanced employee communications, including his award-winning latest book entitled Navigating Your Safety Culture Journey. His insight and expertise are routinely sought after by companies who want to enhance their safety culture processes.
1: Well, hello, Mike. How are you doing today?
0: Good morning, man. I am thrilled to be with you all. How is the weather in beautiful downtown somewhere in what, Wisconsin?
1: <laughs> well, believe it or not, it's not snowing because a lot of people seem to think that Milwaukee, Wisconsin is uh, snowing uh, this time of year. Yes, but no, it's actually beautiful. It today, is which beautiful. Is
2: yeah. We had a really nice weekend too. I'd say
1: 80s. It was perfect. And what part of the country are you in?
0: We're in Las Vegas, Nevada, and we have the version we call the dry heat. It's kind of like a solar flare. And so it's really be, we can be in the 110s, the 112s. When you live here long enough, if it's 100 or five or below, you say, you know, it's a pretty nice day.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, I, I always kind of get a kick out of the people that make fun of us in Wisconsin, which I don't blame them. You I know, mean, cold winters, but you go down in Texas, Florida, and stuff like that, this time of year, what do they do? They're running into their cars as fast as they can to get that air conditioning going and uh, back to this. So it's almost kind of similar.
2: It's a little bit of everything, right?
0: It's a little bit of everything. We recently were in Casper, Wyoming, a big car show, about 800 miles to a beautiful area. Went to a neat little kiosk shop and talking to folk, and I, we go to leave with Mary and I, and by the front door, now this is Memorial Weekend for all your listeners. Is a snow shovel and a bucket of ice melt. Oh, gosh! And, said, uh, um, and she goes, "Yeah, we usually don't actually put it in storage till sometime in June. It snowed <laughs> the week before we got there." <laughs> so, we love our friends in Casper, but yeah, that's even, we ain't <laughs> going to be there in the winter. So, you don't
2: want to. Uh-huh. You don't want to jinx it. We know how that right. feels here. Ted's <laughs> birthday is in April, and we've had. Big snowstorms. Yeah, we we either years. had really
1: nice, beautiful springtime, yeah. or we wow. had some miserable tw- twenty-two inches. I think a couple of years ago. So yeah, it's crazy. Oh dear. But anyway, let's let's <laughs> let's get on with why we have yeah. got Mike on the podcast here we'll talk and talk
2: safety. Can you give um, our listeners just a little bit of background about yourself, Mike?
0: You bet. You. I'm president of Safety Culture Strategies, based in Las Vegas, Nevada been at this dance well over 30 years getting close to 40 certified safety professional a certified auditor for iso 45001 through exemplar and we have worked uh, 10 years commercial nukes five years at deal headquarters nnsa headquarters senior worker safety advisor nuclear safety advisor readiness reviews accident investigations program assessments and the two areas that I really, really like to help organizations with is for them to be able to embrace what safety culture truly is and what it is not and why it's so important to help them trajectory where they want to really see their organization and their people and also helping organizations that want pursue either Department of Energy or OSHIP, EPP, which is Voluntary Protection Program, which is a really great way to further empower all of your task-level personnel.
2: I like that. You've been doing this a while. You have that down pat. I know that yeah. <laughs> with a lot of our guests, safety culture always comes up at some point, when you say? Sure.
1: It is. It's so, so important. But what, I think what companies that go through the process, Mike, and you would know as well as I do, is that it's just not about the safety really after a while, right? It's also about the efficiency of the organization. Once they get that safety culture, people just build that trust. I don't know how you feel about that.
0: Ooh, it's always great to talk to people who drink the Kool-Aid. You got it. So <laughs> when, I work, when I work with organizations, I said, we have the phrase safety in front of culture. And you know, with Defense Nuclear Facility Safety Board an organization on of Washington, D.C., appointed by Congress to keep an eye on NNSA, and they wrote recommendations. These can be earth-shattering, and they had one a few years ago in 2011, safety culture implementation. So safety by definition kind of got woven in front of the word culture. It is the same culture, whether it's how you are doing your accountability for emergency response, to filling out a report, to making sure you got your timesheets accurate, to having effective meetings and having people engaged, where by definition, culture I see bubbles a little further up that Rolodex, if you will, is if you don't do your timesheet properly, you're probably not going to get permanently maimed or killed in the workbook. I'm not making light of time sheets. Don't get me wrong, but when you start realizing it's so much more than safety, because of course you want people engaged in work planning. What's a better way to arrange the office furniture? Whatever it can be, right? To have a great podcast. I think you have a great uh, co. Producer, would that be the appropriate title there, Ted? For, for the, your, I'm going to say right-hand man.
1: I would have oh. to say I am the co- uh, co-producer, co oh. and uh, Barb is Barb's the mainstay here.
2: No. How's that? I wouldn't yeah, say so, that.
0: <laughs> so viewers, make sure to write that one. Yeah. I've, <laughs> been up. I've been with Mary over 30 years. I'm married. She's a lot smarter than I am. But Ditto but you, with Barb,
1: yep. Absolutely. D- there you absolutely.
0: It. But, yeah, so it's much more than this safety culture. It's much more than that, that, that safety safety.
1: Well, you know, I think you and I are, are very similar. You know, me being the positive safety coach. Can you kind of give us some examples of positive safety cultures that you've worked with?
0: Oh, thank you. Probably one of the best ones I have, and it's it has resonated with a lot of the talks I've given. I've done a lot of keynotes. The list goes on. This is when John F. Kennedy was president. Remember Mr. Peabody's way back machine from Rocky and Bullwinkle? Okay, so we're going to go back up a little <laughs> I bit. I do. <laughs> right? Yeah. And he's, he's he's touring in Florida, and we're going to beat those Russians to the moon. And he's meeting with the CEOs and the PhDs, and he's walking through one of the huge hangars. And in the corner of the hangar is a janitor mopping the food. And the, the president got interested, and he walks over and gets introduced, and he looks at the janitor, and he's says, well, sir, he says, what's your job here? Janitor looked him square on the eye and leaned on his mop hand going, he says, Mr. President, I'm helping send a man to the moon. That is, the, to me, the personification of a true culture. When you think about what it took for that senior team to flow down that ownership of the different elements of this, and there's a janitor say, I have a very important.
2: I love that example, and that's—it's hard to come by. It doesn't happen overnight. Building a a positive culture, correct?
0: You're absolutely correct. The analogy—it's kind of like art. You know it when you see it. Like a quick another quick example. You guys have moved to a small town. You have to buy a car to start the new job. And the internet doesn't work. And the yellow pages is torn. Says, Well, you're a pretty astute team, so you're gonna go to two or three different used car lots to decide where to buy your used car. When you get off the bus or the taxi, whatever your transportation method was, walking across the car lot from the condition of the cars, are they clean, are the placards of the pricing? What's the salesman's, he dressed really nice. The service base are the tools put away, is it all kind of looking just icky, right? Yeah. You get all these impressions before you spoke to a single individual. Yeah. Another example of culture.
1: Yeah, absolutely. When you walk into a facility, like you were just saying, right? You yeah. kind of okay. know, for me, one of the big things are when I work with a lot of different organizations, if you see good housekeeping, Usually you're (laughs) going to see everything else that kind of flows, right? I mean, that's just a a true sign of that. You know, and people make fun of me and say, why are you always so worried about housekeeping? Well, there's a reason why we're worried about housekeeping, because that shows to me culture, that shows people care and all the other stuff. So, you know, going on the opposite end, which I don't like to do, right, of, of that question I just asked you about positive, how about maybe less than positive would be a nice way of putting that?
0: I like that phrase, less than ideal. I, I, I got to stay and positive, you know. <laughs> that's exactly. So, ladies and gentlemen, yeah, I love it when somebody cues me up, helps me out. So, when I go in organizations, one of the places I look at, of all things, is their kitchen. Because usually, most organizations, you know, there's the refrigerators and the big coffee maker. And people go, What? I said, "Why?" If they're not taking enough pride in that kitchen area to make sure it's cleaned up, oh, it's somebody else's responsibility. One of the organizations I helped, they had the large commercial coffee makers. There'd be three or four pots, and you got the you wood know, and the crafts, and they get heated. And the one group, they would never turn it off. So you come in the next morning, there's burnt coffee flavor, and now you've got some potential hazards. What a lovely it's,
1: smell, too, right? Oh, I mean, they'll yeah, n- Nothing had like that. six
0: o'clock in the morning, have that bouquet, okay, right? and it got so bad. They management got involved, and they removed the coffee maker. Another group had a similar kitchen. So you could eat off the floor. They had a little special prize. They would have worked each Friday on who did the best on cleaning stuff up. They had rotations on who would do different jobs. Two different people had responsibilities to make sure the coffee maker was turned off and cleaned every night. Not only did they work for the same company, they worked in the same building on the same floor separated by, I I was put as separated by about 200 feet and about 20 years of true (laughs) management engagement.
1: Well, you mean that, that really is a good example. I mean, I, I I clearly understand that, that example, because if you see people that aren't, aren't taking care of their own kitchen where they eat, it's going to be tough to sell them on, on culture right away. Right. That, 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 that's going to be a process.
2: It reminds me of the episode of the office where I think the microwave had seen better days and Pam was just waiting for someone to clean it. She tried leaving a note, she tried this and that, and finally she just did it herself (laughs) because it wasn't going to happen.
1: And they were offended by the note. They were offended by the note. Yes. How
0: dare you. You open up the refrigerator and there's this new science project growing in this container and it's been there a while, and then there, and you people won't know that's not me, and they'll shut the door and walk away.
2: Well, we have, a, teen, so, we have a teenage boy, so we have uh, cups of science <laughs> projects growing in his room sometimes, so I don't know, he has a ways to go.
0: But probably the other end of it, there's not much food left in the refrigerator. So, yeah.
2: That's very true, that's very we true. We can def-
0: definitely relate.
2: Well, I know we've talked a lot about safety culture and keeping it positive. You do a great job, on your LinkedIn about posting quotes. I saw one there. uh, Ted's a big Stephen Covey guy. And it said, always treat your employees exactly how you want them to treat your best customers. Yes. And I loved that. You know, and it has to start internally, right? Like you said, it has to start from the inside out. And I know one thing that we talk about a lot is it takes time and it takes building that trust, especially if someone from the outside is coming in to help build that culture? Have you found that, that trust factor? You just have to kind of, how do you get that? Just be your, you seem like a pretty genuine person, just kind of go out there and try to build from the ground up or.
0: That's a, well, thank you for those kind words of what has helped me in my processes is back in the day I carried tools for a living. I drove forklift. I was a carpenter's assistant, a concrete masoner's assistant. Yeah. Okay, write this one down, give it, your teenager, never do it. I, I put commercial on commercial buildings. I was the guy that carried the hot car in five gallon buckets across the roof. So that is really one of those jobs that you probably want to maybe put lower down on the career path. But on the cost side, it helped me decide, I really got to go to college and get a <laughs> degree in something. Right, yeah. But it's that I believed helped me when I walk in a room, everybody knows that I am not a guy in a suit. I have been there. I've carried the tools is the phrase we use. And I am very comfortable working without a net. I got embedded with one, one of the organizations, their electrical group that's called Power Ops. They work with each north of 50 to 100K, really large power sources out there. And I spent about six weeks with them. And their their plan of the day started at 0, 0600, 6A, 6, and then when I was there at 545. The end of the meeting was at five o'clock. I stayed with the very guy, last guy I left. I went to lunch with him. And by about the beginning of week two, they started messing with me about my, not having a good haircut. And they realized I'm into hot rods. And so what I have found, when you start building personal relationships, everything else comes, starts to come around it. And you t- touched upon trust. Trust is so easy to lose and so difficult.
1: True. When they
0: when they have the courage to share, you got to be
1: cautious. Well, one of my favorite quotes from Stephen Covey, or not really quotes, I guess it's one of his seven steps, uh, is seek first to understand, then to be understood. And I think that is so vital in building that trust, um, because I'm guilty of going off with the mouth, Barb knows this, and, Never. Uh, at times, right? <laughs> Never. But really it's about, yeah. about about listening and really hearing what you're listening to and listening to why something was done this way or, or performing that. Because a lot of times you're going to find out in, in the process of an investigation or, or looking at it that sometimes it's not necessarily that person's fault, right? We set them up for failure. So there's so much that we can learn, but I think when you're willing to listen, it really builds that culture. How do, how do you feel about that, Mike?
0: you're 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 speaking you're right, right to one of the new members of your faith here your brother you're <laughs> on target oh
1: man right
0: yeah man does it stand up on the on the soapbox because i enjoy the view right and when Absolutely. i work on like i can culture assessments and i've done a lot of work with ia international atomic energy agents info with institute nuclear power ops here in the united states and gain global aviation information network and they've taken sync the culture for that the crews that handle the luggage on aircraft and the commercial aircrafts. So there's lots of body mechanics there. When I work with the organization, I do these really comprehensive safety culture assessments for them. I said, this is right where you're going. I said, this is individual's perception. It may not align everything with the truth and odds are it's not going to align with what you think's going on. This is what they had the courage to share. Right. So you see quite a few similar indications. Guess what? That attribute is like a problem. It's going to go probably from a green to a yellow and maybe a red. But the first thing, do me a favor do not automatically discount because it's important to them.
1: That is, oh, that's well said. Yep. Perfect. You hit it right on the nail.
2: There's really nothing oh, else you. to say. We try to get that point across a lot and it it just yeah. it's really true. It's it's just, you know, about caring about what someone oh. else has to say. Passionate say, about people. Right. That's
1: what that's what we got to be. Yeah, yes. Exactly. Yes, you got it, man.
2: To, you no got matter it. what field you're in, right? You know. <laughs> yeah,
0: I, so, it doesn't matter.
1: Yes. Mike, could you kind of share? I know you're you authored a new book yeah, recently. That's what I was just oh, thank say. and thank so Barb and I were on the same page cuz we both really oh. are are excited about it. So
2: yeah, please share with our
0: listeners, please. Thank you very much. You're actually talking to an award-winning author navigating your safety culture journey.
2: That's very cool.
0: And I got my shiny blue ribbon. And I tell you guys, I went to my local Starbucks. I went inside. I showed them the blue ribbon. I showed them the book. I thought they wanted a selfie, my autograph. They were going to give me free coffee. I was wrong on all three counts.
1: (laughs) Well, hey, consistency also is important too,
0: Mike. (laughs) That's right. Just keep pitching. All joking aside, I have Growing up in this, I've been, like I say, kind of one end of the other. I have been I've been an advisor to the Secretary of Energy. I've served on blue ribbon panels, the White House, but I really enjoy being in the field with the gang, the people that turn the wrenches for the women. So my yeah. book, as I approached it, I wanted more of kind of a how-to and a thought thought pulsing process. There's some ideas on criteria to look at so I like to share those. But I've learned over the years, I'm sure you guys can appreciate the power of story. Yes. And they, I found they when I do keynotes, people go, Oh, I remember that story from two years ago and they shared right. it with their children. I says, now we're talking. So that's the approach I took with the book. I point out some of the horrific things that can go wrong when you choose to ignore, when you have in a culture where that you have enabled people to disengage, the exact opposite of what you want. This is what can be the result. Deeper. Deepwater Horizon, I have a complete breakout session just on it, there was four to six different instances. If one person had the courage to raise their hand and say, you know, there's something not right.
1: But it goes back to that culture we started this whole conversation with, right Mike? Yes,
0: yes, exactly. You can find my book, Navigating Your Safety Culture Journey, on Amazon and other best sellers or retail sellers. Is that the phrase? They can find it. That's right.
2: That's something to be proud of, though. That's that, very That cool. is. And I think that's that's Thank stuff you.
1: that we need. And I also like the way that you put it in story, because sometimes I'll read some of this. I don't know how you feel, Mike, but sometimes I read some of this, the safety stuff, and it's so technical oh, yeah. that after a while, I'm uh, really having a hard time following it. So I, I think that if we keep it, I always like using the KISS method, right? Keep it simple, stupid. Yes. and And yes. people can understand and they want to read that. They, they, they understand understand that. So I, I think that's great that you're doing that. And I'm looking forward to reading the book.
0: We'll, we'll make sure to get you guys a copy. And late breaking news for your listeners, you fell right into one of the areas that drives me bonkers is safety shares slash videos. I like them. Don't get me wrong. The majority of hi, my name's Mike. I lost my wife at work. You know, she got hurt. She died. And then there's a picture of the hospital and there's that droning music in the back background, like a funeral dirge. And this, you, you think your watch has stopped, like the video would just, and you literally kind of walk out with nothing. A friend of mine that he, I now have permission from him. And this will be coming up about the next probably 60 to 90 days. He was filming, writing passenger seat in a hot room on the city street and it all of a sudden the brakes failed and they had a horrific accident. Every second of it is recorded because it's going to be for his show. And then he talks to you on camera on what, how what he should have done different to prevent the accident. Guess what? That's going to become, that's going to become my, and this is, I'm going to be sharing this with everybody. We never charge for anything except for the book and Amazon does their magic. Mm-hmm. This is probably the most engaging, powerful things I ever saw in my life. He said, if I had simply said, hey, I smell burning brakes, let's just pull over and look at the car before we try to keep going. The driver said, hey, it happens a lot. And he goes, oh, okay, you know, the, the driver must know what he's doing. The list goes on. But I'm very excited about one of the ones cool-looking outrides. Start there. <laughs> well, okay. yeah, well, I mean, one of your passions, right? <laughs> one of my passions. But it is such a different approach. And I'll be make sure to get you guys a link to it. I encourage you to share yes. with all of your listeners because this is a really different approach. Just calling a timeout, a work pause, whatever your process of work, it's real and it's not. This it is not choreographed. It's not recreated. Right. It's the actual event.
2: It's memorable and it's going to touch people and that's
1: It's it's that much. story again, do, right? It's, that, it's, that, that, it's that we were that we just story. talking about. I mean, it just kind of goes back to that. Hey Mike, thank yes. you so much for being on the program, but as you know, I'm the positive safety coach. I like to have some fun with our guests. And this is this is oh, yeah. my, my favorite one of my favorite times of the show, that's for sure. So, are you ready for <laughs> our jokes because they they are quite good, my friend.
2: <laughs> Let's not build it up. <laughs> well,
0: I have, I've been a great, you know, fond listener for a long time and towards, and some of the people are going to say, they get really in the technical advice. no, I know if I hang in there, I'm going to get some good jokes. Okay.
2: <laughs> okay you're going to get jokes. I don't know about good jokes. So.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we we're a politically correct. Yes, we are. So how's that? Dad so anyway, jokes? Well, yes. dad, dad jokes. Exactly. Why did the picture go to jail? Why did the picture go to jail?
0: Ooh, I'm afraid to ask but I'm not sure.
1: Because it got framed.
0: You'll uh, be, sa- yeah. be here through Saturday. <laughs> You'll <trying to> be here <laughs> Thank, you, thank you very right. much.
1: Uh- <laughs> oh, yeah.
2: We have one more for you. Uh, what do you call a pig that does karate? A pig, pig that does karate.
0: Does karate. Keep- Don't think too much. Oh, about Oh, wow. I know it. Do uh, you know, I, it? I know.
2: Oh, a pork it chop.
1: Was- <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Mike. Thanks for laughing. Thank you for laughing. And thank you for being on the show. But if somebody wanted to get a hold of you and and learn more about you uh, and your book, how would they go about doing that?
0: Uh, Everybody's got their websites www.scstrat.com. Office is 702-780-1410. You can also find me on LinkedIn. I've got Facebook LinkedIn's where I probably do most of my stuff. And reach out to me. And I also have a recent white paper, Management by Walking Around, Perrin versus just stumbling about (laughs) parent.
1: And you definitely want to try to link up with Mike. He sends out a lot of good, valuable information, almost on a weekly basis, I would say. Um, So definitely do that. So thank you very much for being on the show today, Mike, and I really, uh, really
0: enjoyed that. Thank you. You You all have a great day and we dig Ted Speaks. (laughs) All right. Yeah, I like that. (laughs) Thanks, Take care. Bye, Mike. Bye-bye.
2: Thank you for listening to Ted Speaks with Ted Carew, owner of Total Health and Safety Solutions, providing health and safety support to businesses by customizing a safety process to fit their needs, big or small. Please connect at ted.carew at healthandsafetynow.com or visit our website, healthandsafetynow.com to share your safety stories or find out more about how we can work together to ensure your people go home safely and turn an expense into a profit center. Follow us and leave a review on your favorite podcast app. Have a super safe week.